0: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week, so dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Brentfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. And this week, we are talking about G.I. Joe in the first of two parts of Joy. This is Knowing Is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan.
2: I'm Gene Wait, this was a two parter. I did. I the, okay, I okay, sent hold the, the on, message. Hold on. Hold on. Hold
1: on. Hold okay, on.
2: I remembered it, but now that you said it, because I, because I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the hell happened in this episode. I was confused the whole time. I didn't know who was a good guy and who was a bad guy. I don't know if I passed out or something, but. It got to the end and I remember just thinking, oh, that's weird. <laughs> so I'm glad you cleared up one mystery for me already.
1: Uh Cobra is the bad guys, and G.I. Joe is the good guys.
2: Okay. And yeah, and, and Cobra right. does co uh, is Cobra the guy that's not wearing a shirt?
1: Uh, Sometimes he is,
0: he's just a rock and roll dude.
1: <laughs> Because you could have been talking about like multiple characters in this episode, which we will get to right now. The episode we're talking about is Long Live Rock and Roll Part 1, which should have been your first guess or clue that it was, in fact, a two-part episode.
2: (laughs) I mean, I wrote it in my notes. I just forgot by the time I got to the end. You thought the
1: ending just wrapped everything up so well, or you I, just—I you- mean,
2: I didn't know. I thought it was—it was. I—I it was, I thought it was. Yeah, I kind of thought, oh, okay. I guess like Cobras' buildings are going to fall down, and that's what happens.
1: And th- the end. Well done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, here's the deal. Uh, I agree. So uh, this is a particular episode. It's written by Doug Booth, uh, who is you know he was the head writer of Deke GI Joe, and he, he also wrote for so many of these. I episodes. you know what I've now come around with after listening to what Christy Mark said and just he did the best he could sure. with what he was given, which was not a whole heck of a lot. Fair. So uh, uh, he wrote Operation Dragonfire uh, and he wrote this and. When I watch this episode, I haven't seen part two yet, having recorded this. But uh, ha- having watched this episode, all I think to myself is just like, this would have been a very tidy and clean one-episode Sunbow show.
2: <laughs>
1: Instead, we get a messy two-part Deke version. The you message. don't know
2: that. We haven't seen the second part yet. Maybe the second part is is the best t- episode of TV that's ever been written.
1: It's very possible. It's very possible it could have won an Emmy uh, I don't remember it that way, but you know, we're here.
0: The reason why I got all huffy about you not knowing as a two part episode, a, because I sent a message to Ray a couple days ago where I was like, Hey, I sent you this video file and I did all this editing and I sent it to you and he's like, thanks. And then today he tells me like, what you, what I had no idea that you did all those things. Then he went back and looked at the message that he completely ignored. Then Gina, I sent a message to everybody saying, this is the first two-parter of three two-parters in this season. Mm -hmm. And um, even with that and with the uh, title of it being uh, part one.
2: I just forgot I just forgot I'm telling you I think that this this episode had some brain erasing powers because again, I don't know I don't know what happened
1: well, we'll get uh, into it obviously fortunately, um, fortunately that's exactly what the show's for, so uh, I are the mean, right place.
2: All I know is that the title is misleading because the first two characters we see are rock and roll and Falcon. And if you're going to title something long live rock and roll and have rock and roll be the first character you see speak, then the episode should be about the character rock and roll. Okay. And it is uh, not.
1: This is an excellent point that Gina is making right now, because I assumed from the title alone, this was going to be a rock and roll highlight episode, right?
0: No, and no, no, when no. the
1: first character you see is, in fact, rock and roll in the episode called Long Live Rock and Roll. Mm. Yeah. Any rational thinking, smart human being would say, oh, OK, cool. He's about to get the rub. Nope. Instead, all, he's just sort of there. All the title
0: is saying is that he survives through <laughs> the episode. If he dies, then I'll be like, you know what? That was some bullshit. The, thing, the <laughs> title of this is Long Live Rock and Roll and now he's dead. But as long as he's alive, I'll say you know what, the job, the title of job, uh, the job of the job of the title has been fulfilled.
2: (laughs) Except here's the thing, either because he barely features in this episode. So either Mm -hmm. don't have him be in this episode, since it's clearly not about him at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or make it about him. You can't have an episode with a character that's named Rock and Roll that's titled Long Live Rock and Roll, and have the protagonist be the leader of a rock and roll band that has nothing to do with the character of rock and roll. You no, just can't. That's in, not how writing works.
0: He's going to come in right at the end, and like, uh, Cobra will be about to win, and um, the rock and roll guy is about to play the final power chord that's going to destroy New York City, and the rock and roll is just going to come falling through the um, what the skylight, and land on top of the rock and roll guy killing him dead. <laughs> and he'll get up and be like, "What happened everybody?" And everybody will go like,
2: "Oh, rock and roll." All right, uh, if that's what happens, I progress. am on board. If that's if that's what happens in part 2, I am on board. I right. don't I don't I think it's wishful thinking on Chan's part.
1: But <laughs> <No>, we <laughs> haven't seen it, so we don't know for a fact that's not what happens that's in part true. 2. That's true.
2: Although it does say long live rock and roll. And do you think that
1: the writers, do you think Doug Booth and the people behind Deke era G.I. Joe are, are are able to
2: pull off that kind of clever wordplay? No, they clearly don't understand wordplay. Like why? Like the fact that rock and roll is the first character to speak in this episode makes you think it's going to be about the character rock and roll. It's a uh, misdirect.
0: I feel like, uh, the original was, uh, the original script had somebody else, in that role speaking first and what, and just in that uh, plate in place of rock and roll. And then some artist was like, wait a minute. And this thing called long Live rock and roll. Did they screw <laughs> up? Did, why did they put spirit in here? You know, what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to draw a rock and roll. Okay. This is a cool. Yeah. And everybody's was like, okay, that's fine. And then Tell uh, me,
1: your belief is this was originally a spirit themed episode that they went back. <laughs> the yep. Yeah. I, I mean,
2: I am also mad about the fact that the other character is apparently Falcon, who looks like Flint cuz he's wearing a beret? Yeah,
1: it's Falcon, but it's not Don Johnson and he he's wearing green and Falcon did wear a beret, but he was dramatically different than Flint. This character is not.
2: Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like it. I'm I'm only 10 seconds into this. This is why my brain blacked out. <laughs> well, let me talk about
1: the very first uh, the very first visual you get in the episode is a blimp with the word GI Joe emblazoned on the side.
2: Okay, I'm not going to myself- lie. I liked that.
1: I loved I, it, but like, I, I want. Like where's my GI Joe blimp? I want to
2: buy one. Yeah, I, like I was actually like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of new, and I I dug it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm totally on board for it. We we're reintroduced to Major
2: Blood, who's a big time uh, part of this episode, and I'm, I'm here for it because yeah, Major Blood also is great. on board with that. Also on board with that. Uh, I will say a, yes.
0: that there are a lot of characters who come off much better in this episode. Than they have in this entire Deke series, uh, Major Blood being the foremost of them. And yes. for that reason, um, this show ranks higher in my estimation than most of the episodes that we've seen so far.
2: Wait, Interesting. Did anyone else spend the episode waiting for Tomax and Zaymot to show up?
1: Um, yes and yes, we will get there because there's a whole like reference in the back end of this first episode that makes you think, okay, here's where we're going.
2: And I don't think we're actually going to go there. Uh, Yeah, it it was very strange. And even even like there were parts where I was like, oh, this is supposed to be Tomax and Zemot, like when there's two guys flying hang gliders. I mean, it could have been. I was like, I mean, that's it could have been. not. The, it's supposed to be. Yeah, I think Chan's right that the animator just willy <laughs> threw threw characters in there that weren't supposed to be in there.
0: Tomax, yeah. Axemot, I never heard of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put a couple random Cobra dudes in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the 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 cold open for this episode is there is a Sonic. What is it like a Sonic convention? I don't even know, but uh, there's two uh, big time professors of sonic technology, Professor Cosine and Doctor Amplitude, because we just do not give a shit anymore. Yeah. Oh,
2: you know what? I will say though that I I loved uh, uh, the return of just like scientists, like people in lab coats, because it always reminds yeah. me of of like Sunbow era GI Joe. Anytime anyone in a lab coat gets kidnapped, it reminds me of the original.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's another one of those things that I uh, expected as, as a child. I expected in my uh, a, in adult life that there would be a lot more scientist kidnappings. It's generally
1: not the case. Generally, they're uh-huh. just uh, ignored, I think, mostly. Is uh, pushed to, to the them. side. Uh, their yeah. findings buried. Uh, that's what I know about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, scientists are not going to stand in the way of uh, opening schools and what have you. You know, They're you know not. Goes.
1: for example, and that's a very, you know, it could be anything really. I don't, you know, could be a anything. Very generic example like that one. Of sure. <laughs> I actually want to see that episode now where uh, Sir Pentor like has a team of scientists that he kidnaps or Cobra Commander for that matter. <laughs> and uh, and then they tell him like, here's the plans for the device. And he just looks at it. And he's like, no. Uh-huh. I deny this. This is this can't be right. You know what? What do I'm, you know, science?
0: I'm not gonna tell Press or Penter what to tweet, but mm-hmm. I think you'll <laughs> probably get a fairly good run out of that.
1: I think uh uh, uh come Friday there might be a tweet about that. <laughs> um so okay, so we also are introduced to uh, uh rock and roll again. Hold on. He flies in
0: and, yes. Hold on. You just you just talked right over the
1: best. Ah! I know. Are you Are you sure that wasn't a uh, like a cartoon cat? Are you 100 percent positive?
0: You know what? Uh, I just have the audio here so I can neither confirm nor deny that that was a cat being thrown off a table, yep. and uh, a mouse saying help and then a woman climbing on top of the table and going eek because she saw the mouse who was frightened by the cat who was falling off the table.
1: Now, what that was doing in an episode of G.I. Joe, I have absolutely no it's idea. Bonkers. It's bonkers. I don't it's, understand.
2: It's, it's on par with everything else that's in these episodes.
1: Well, <laughs> so Cobra flies away with the two scientists and Rock and Roll, who again, we think is the featured character in moments like this are no reason to doubt it. He he attaches his grappling hook to the uh, the roof of the building, or like runs off to try to like jump and catch up after the gliders that are taking the scientists away. Runs out of rope and then swings back into the building through an open window, the only open window there was, thankfully, and lands in the uh, a, a vase of flowers and then in the lap of a woman who works in the office below. Yeah, and, and then he 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 like hits on her. It's crazy.
2: But here's the thing: he doesn't even hit on her properly. He does not Uh, because he just sadly walks away and says, there's got to be a better way to meet women. And she looks after him confused. I mean, it looked like she wanted to be hit on. If you're asking me now,
1: would that have, I mean, if a guy did that, like uh, uh, where, you know, we're at the CBS unicorn program and a guy like flew in through the window into the writer's room and he looked like rock and roll and he landed in your lap. um, Would that work?
2: Uh, I feel like if it was on the Paramount lot, it would be some sort of weird terrorist. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, trying to trying to hold shows captive. Uh, so yeah, I'd be on board.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute! You're on a television set. You're telling me your first thought is not that a stunt went awry and somebody who's hanging on a harness, obviously safely. Doing so, busts through a window and lands on your lap. Uh, it's not that. It's a terror. It's a weird, <laughs> a quote, weird
1: terrorist, unquote. Well, are there any non weird? If you show. Really think about it, come on.
2: Uh, yeah, my mind goes to terrorist instead. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I will say, I believe that the confused look on her face is because, uh, given the laws of physics. Someone who is coming through the window on a fulcrum like that mm-hmm. at that velocity.
1: Lay the science uh, on me.
0: You got I'm a not Newton's cradle. to let it stand
1: in the way of this episode.
0: You got a Newton's cradle, right? And you lift up one ball and you drop it and it goes whack and it hits all the balls and the other ball, uh, the ball on the other side goes "poing and it pops off like that. So if this uh, rock and roll comes through, whack, hits the lady, you know what happens to the lady? She falls in love. Capwing! She goes oh. flying into the wall. Boom, she's a splatter now. And he's like, uh would you like a rose w- wall splatter? Uh, there's gotta be an easier way. And then he walks away.
2: Uh I'm on board for this though. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean weird. it's possible he crushed her legs and she and that look of shock on her face was uh her getting used to the spinal damage.
0: Right, right. My pelvis is dust. Uh, What do I do? (laughs)
2: Yeah. And he's like, oh, boy, another strikeout. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and to be fair,
2: a lot of women have, over the years, have told me
1: that I've turned their pelvises to dust. If you know what I'm saying, ah, I, don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Could you explain I further what's going uh, yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. There. I flew in. A, I flew in a, through a window on a uh-huh. Newton's fulcrum. I came in through the window and I, I smashed into them and I turned their pelvises to dust.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: It was actually very sad. I don't know that why I'm joking sounds, about it.
2: Sounds this like something you would sounds do. Tragic.
1: It was really upsetting, and it does 100% sound like something I would. Do. okay. So then we get our opening credits of the episode. We finally there, guys, and uh, we cut back to Billy Blasters' rock concert. Not so terrible, rocket. yeah. Honestly, it's it's not that bad. It's not yeah. bad. I wouldn't say it's not that bad. I would say it's just plain not bad. I mean, it, yeah. it's very
0: it's very generic, uh, but it's not like not like a, um, the, the people had never heard of rock music and were trying to come up with a facsimile of it like you get with, you know, like, honestly, the Sunbow episodes.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It was, I, I was like, oh, all right, all right, we're rocking we're rocking rockin in the free world
1: here. 100%. I was expecting to be embarrassed by Billy, Badda, or Billy Blaster and uh, no, he was playing. I'm like, he's a solid rock and roll musician.
2: Uh, but by the way, did anyone notice uh, uh, the crowd when they pan around the crowd? One hundred percent white.
1: No, that no, checks out. That tracks. Yep, yep. Like yep.
2: not. They just needed to use a different crayon color. I'm not sure how cartoons are made. I'm assuming there's someone <laughs> with a crayon.
1: Uh,
2: but they are a hundred percent white to a very uh, distracting degree.
1: I can actually answer this question for you, Gina. Um, you, you don't understand what Billy Blaster's really regressive politics um, that he brings to the table are. You know, he might be a great musician, but he is all in favor of, you know, kids in cages uh, vocally. Uh, and, and this is back in 91 when it wasn't even a thing. So you okay, got to understand, that, like, there's a certain market for what Billy uh, Blaster is putting out there.
2: And then right after this is the first time that I put, I miss Tomax and Zaymot. Oh my first, first gosh! First time yes. of many times. What? Because Why? I can't. I can't remember. Actually,
1: she's lonely. <laughs> no, it, it was something
2: that seemed Tomax and Zaymodi. Or does someone say, "Oh, we're going to their building or something"? The the yeah, they
1: eventually we're going to head to that, uh, which we'll get into when we get there. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, look, I always miss Tomax and Zaymod. I wish they would make an appearance. But the other Same. thing is, I I don't. I don't they I don't know that they would be written correctly, so maybe it's better not to have them instead of like having them wrong. Like I'd rather have no baroness than wrong baroness. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah. fair. Um, that's just how I feel about that. Um, so okay, so one thing I said here is a uh, GI Joe and Falcon says I think they're going to come to this Billy Blaster concert because they've got the two you know theoretical Sonic people. Now we have the practical <laughs> Sonic person, which go with it. This doesn't make a lick of sense, but who cares? <laughs> um the thing is they they think Billy's going to get abducted at this show and they park and they are stationed like 4 football fields from the stage comfortably. Well, they way kind of far afford, back from the crowd.
2: Can so not afford
0: w- tickets to the pit. Come on now.
2: So wait, what is it what is what is the plot of this that he the way that he sings and plays guitar it just so happens to be the exact frequency needed to bring down buildings. Is that no. the plot?
1: No, the plot. Okay, the plot. Okay, guys, we're just going to go ahead and dive in here. The, <laughs> the plot, as I know it, and, and, and tell me where I'm wrong, is mm. uh, we're getting back to Cobra kidnapping scientists. So we're already on board yep. there. You know, it, like Cobra's creatures where they kidnap the animal scientists and he has the mind control of the animals. Yep. Uh, and he has a big machine with pictures of kitties on it. And it's great. This um, time
0: he's stolen some acoustic engineers.
1: That's right. So he's stolen some. uh, They've kidnapped the two foremost sonic engineers. So they're creating a sonic uh, uh, weapon. And somewhere in there, Billy Blaster is so good at emitting sonic things like somehow he's just so good at making sounds. Yeah, they feel that his use of the technology would enhance the weapon, making it even more powerful.
2: So it has, so it has nothing to do with like he's the only person who can play these chords or something. No, or,
0: no, I, he plays very loud, and they don't have any other way of making loud noises. <laughs> is the yes, thing
1: that is but, the plot.
2: But is and is he on board with this? Is he kidnapped? I don't understand.
0: He uh, okay. believes that they are uh, government agents, and he is doing something good. But also, he just likes playing loud, and so he may or may not care. He just wants to play loud.
1: He's so regressive that I think if they would have just actually told him, we're Cobra, we're going to destroy things, he'd be like, great.
0: I'm on board for this. This feels, um, given what we know about Deke, this feels like the sort of thing where at the end of it, he's going to turn on Cobra, uh instead of the more interesting thing which that he just wants to create destruction so much that like yeah uh, i'm cool with that uh and all become the
1: become w- like yeah cobra's sonic warrior
2: yeah because yeah. i couldn't be- tell throughout the episode like at some point he's got to realize this is a cobra but no matter what's happening he seems on board with it yeah I so, uh, don't they try I don't their hardest to yeah, hide so it from t- him or something
1: yeah, well, they they do they kind of throw a little aside in there that says, oh, we told them that we were uh, from the government, and so we were abducting them to do good government things. You know, the way our government only does good things. And then they said, well, why were we kidnapped? It's like, well, we had to make it look good, which again doesn't really doesn't really track in any way. These scientists are supposed to be smart. <laughs>
0: well, s- scientists are smart in very specific ways.
1: Okay, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'll actually, I'll go with that. Um, So, so, okay. So uh, they end up flying away. They get the gliders. They swoop off Billy and his guitar with two separate gliders, which I thought was kind of fun. And we have a great G.I. Joe moment because all G.I. Joe can uh, communicate. We, we haven't really done that in a while, but G.I. Joe can communicate from any distance and anything. And we did it here as they're flying. The gliders are flying above the city. Rock and roll is still the main character. of The episode is driving underneath and shouting things at the glider. And they're having a full conversation to despite, despite hundreds and hundreds of feet between them. It's wonderful. More That's of this G.I. Joe. a
0: word that. Uh, doesn't really apply here, but go ahead and use it. I'm gonna use it. It's
1: wonderful.
2: I feel like if someone was like, Hey, Gina, uh, the sound of your voice is the only sound in the world that can do this cool thing, come with us. And then 30 seconds later, they were blowing up bridges while flying me through the air. I would probably be like, Hey, I don't care if you say you're from some government agency, put me the hell down.
0: Uh, are you saying that if someone picked you up in a glider, flew you away, <laughs> and there were bridges exploding behind you, your first thought wouldn't be like, that is so dope. I don't I'm- have to be in a Zoom meeting for twi- 10 <laughs> hours a day. Oh, that's my God. True. This is so great.
2: Tell me. Yeah, all right. Tell me. All right. I guess so. I guess so.
1: <laughs> so saying. Hawk and Falcon also get shot down. Uh, and they land in a tree, which I thought was uh, wild because there's no. I just assumed they're going to pull their parachutes when they're kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah. personal helicopters got shot down. No, they just fall like five stories into a tree, through the tree, and then land like uh, caught by a G.I. Joe vehicle yeah. and are completely undamaged, which is, you know, I mean, good on them. They uh, survived um, that. So we move forward. We got the. Now the Crimson Guard Elite Commandos and the Bats are now setting up sonic cables all throughout a building a a city block a city it's really it's it's unclear to me exactly how deep this operation goes i think it's just the extensive enterprise building and it's uh, a, a foundation and the sewers underneath it right
0: yeah yeah like as the episode goes on you're like okay this is this is where this is all taking place at the extent the old abandoned extensive enterprises building the old abandoned 50 story building in the middle of the city that people just don't go to anymore it, it's well, just this there. is
2: tomax and Zaymots building right
0: it is
2: yes. why why it feels like a tease it feels it like a tease
0: and here's the thing there's an episode two they don't show up in this episode they might show up in the next episode
2: okay but here's the thing if we get they to the won't. next episode and they don't like bust through some sort of false wall in this building (laughs) and find a bearded Tomax and Zaymot there who went there when like Serpentor shit went down and they thought that it was going to be the end of days. And they've been there ever since because Cobra commander forgot to tell them that it wasn't the end of days. And then they come out squinting in the light. And then two episodes later, they're once again right-hand men of Cobra commander. I am going to be mad
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, one thing they say here is that it's the abandoned extensive enterprises building, which means that extensive when when all this went down and Cobra, you know, re- went into its full on retreat. I guess they went out of business. Everybody got arrested. It's possible Tomax and Zaymok got arrested, but we
2: all know rich people don't go down for crime, so that doesn't really track. Uh, th- uh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think they've been hiding in this building ever since. But it just feels mean. To say, hey, wh- hey, remember these characters that you liked? We're not going to give them to you.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're dancing all around Tomax and Zayma, I and know, not doing it. It's I know, upsetting.
2: and I hate I, it.
0: I am hoping that this next episode is uh, indeed directed by Bong Joon Ho, uh, <laughs> and we get the the parasite uh uh version of gi yeah. joe that you're looking for i guess oh
2: so so right. you mean mrs tomax and Zaymot knock on the door and are like i just need to get one thing from the basement uh-huh. and then uh-huh. now that i i see that you're back in 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 this building i just need to get one thing from the basement and they're like what could it hurt
1: uh yeah, yeah i'm on board yeah. right. i'm on no, board I get it I get it. Well, also, now, Gina, how do you feel about this character, Road Pig, now that we're kind of getting into his story a little bit? He apparently is he the owns shirtless his own- guy? Yeah, and he owns a One zoo. One of many. He hates <laughs> robots, and so he throws all the bats out, even though they're doing work for Cobra, which is a little weird that they would just tolerate that. Um, and he's got, like, pets. He's got giant panthers and like, alligators, and this is an exciting side of his personality, Gina. How do you... Would you would you date Road Pig? I guess is the question we're asking here.
2: Uh, here's the thing. Pros likes animals, doesn't like shirts. Uh, cons. Uh, like, I want to know: Is he doing weird things with these animals? Is he fighting yes. them? Is yes. he is he like? And does he have their consent to lock them up? Like, are they rescues Absolutely that couldn't not. survive in the wild, or oh, is God. he? Is he the Tiger King? Is he I, the I original mean, no. Tiger King? Here's the thing. I haven't watched Tiger King because I understand that I can't watch it because yeah. because of animal stuff. It's terrible. So I have opted not to watch it because it would it would not be good for me to watch. And and Okay,
0: Gina, uh just uh Put your uh, fingers in your ears for about 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no. So everybody else, a broad pig is exactly like Tiger King. Just go ahead oh, and watch man. the episode of Tiger King and go like, yeah, that's, that checks out.
2: So then see, I'm not on board with him. If it was, if it was a thing where like other – if he was like a, a gentle barn type of guy where he like takes okay. injured animals and rehabilitates them – and and like gives them a second chance at life, I would be on board. But if he's like some sort of big game hunter who just wants to own animals because he's got a tiny dick, not on board.
0: Also, also, again, Gina, plug your ears. (laughs) Range Viper is absolutely Road Pig's uh, uh, husband. Uh, One of of his five or six husbands. How many husbands is... uh, Tiger King. Honest,
1: oh, I also is it... not seen the Tiger King. So
0: that's the sure. du- oh, You, oh, Both both you, plug your ears.
2: Wait, is that the dude that? That's the dude that wears the mask. Who's always with him?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, His good yeah? friend from the
1: no? road. Yes.
2: Doesn't he always wear have a mask on?
1: Who are you? That talking guy does. About? Yeah. Range Viper. Yeah. Don't uh, don't yes.
2: treat me like I'm crazy, Chan.
0: No, I thought <laughs> you were talking about a Tiger King character that you had seen in passing on some past <laughs> detail, and oh, we're trying to okay. explain. Yeah, oh yeah, the one who the one who goes around with him all the time with the mask on. And I'm like, I don't remember that character.
1: You know what? I haven't seen Tiger King as I said before, but I do think that character does exist in Tiger King, having not seen it. Fair all enough. Right. There's a guy in a mask following him around. This tracks. Yeah. So, okay, moving forward, uh, we've got the uh, battle copters. Apparently, there's a G.I. Joe guy named Psycho, which I thought was a little weird. I mean, like, they're named t- typically much more heroic things. Even low light is, you know, low light conditions because he's a nighttime guy and he's he is Psycho. But uh, they actually believe, have a guy named Psycho is a little weird. I
0: believe it is Psych Out. I'm oh, not psych sure.
1: Psych Out? Yeah. I kept hearing him say Psycho over and over again, and I'm just like, what is it based on Norman Bates? Like, what are we talking about here?
2: Yeah, Psychout out makes more sense. It makes yes. a lot more sense.
0: Uh, Psych-Out is a character from G.I. Joe. Duh, 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 duh. He's the okay. G.I. Joe team's deceptive warfare specialist. Bro. They debuted in 1987.
1: Okay, here's the deal. I've never been happier to be wrong because I felt that was a weird <laughs> choice.
2: <laughs> 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 it's like, um, it's like the ma- they're just doing Mad Libs with characters now. Yeah. Hey,
0: serial yeah. killer, get over here. <laughs> so- What's your specialty? <laughs> uh, I'm a chef.
1: you don't want to know what's in my stew um so billy's still being flown around the city at this point they drop him from this now this plan is insane they they need him so they drop him from high in the sky and he lands on a rubber raft as it's being pulled so like the the computations needed to make this drop must have been astronomical
0: um yeah you know what uh i i trust cobra to have done that Okay. So done you know all what? the math
1: yeah sure. they created a weather dominator you know in the pyramid of darkness they could do that
0: uh they also dropped the guitar separately which lands in his lap as <laughs> if it were an inflatable guitar and not a piece of wood and metal that probably weighs a good six seven pounds and it's being dropped from about six stories up yeah it was so high. that's uh going to break his arms uh, possibly <laughs> what, uh, at least one of his uh, leg bones,
1: and might even would it, would it put it a hole in the raft. To dust.
0: Would you know what? Pelvis to dust. I'm not gonna say dust, dust, but probably several cracks. Yeah,
1: I didn't even think about the raft itself was survived. This raft must be made of some very high high density material. Now, my question here: they they the raft is now like being hitched to a Cobra Sea vehicle. And they're driving around the the water into this tunnel. And Billy's sitting in the raft being like, oh, no, G.I. Joe, come over. Save me. At no point does he think to just jump out of the raft. Jump out I mean, of the raft, Billy. Uh, like A, Nothing's holding you in there.
0: A, uh, he may not be able to swim. B, mm. he is holding his guitar, which okay. we establish he values greatly. His uh, best so that makes sense to me that he would not do that.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? That's fine. Gina, would you jump out of the raft there or would you save the guitar? Imagine uh, the guitar is a kitty. Uh,
2: well, I mean, then you know the answer to that, but but uh, I mean, he, he definitely wants to save that guitar at all costs. Interesting. Okay, that's right. I mean, it's his best friend. I figure, you know,
1: go with that. So if it was Merlin or the doctor, uh, you're not jumping out of that raft.
2: Uh, if they were in a raft surrounded by water, I would be dead already. They would have <laughs> slashed my throat, <laughs> crawled inside me, uh, tauntaun style, oh my God. But, uh-huh. and stayed there until they were on dry land.
1: No, S- yeah. So, so the they—they're going well, is what I'm hearing.
0: They prefer to be covered in your inner liquids,
2: yeah, than absolutely, just being dry
0: in the raft.
2: Yeah, good stinky uh sticky inner liquids? Yeah, as opposed to just cold wetness. Yeah, they Ugh. definitely would.
0: And I thought Gina smelled bad. On the outside.
2: Oh
1: God, damn it! There we go. <laughs> there it is. We found it, everybody. We got there. Thank you for oh, coming. Good night, up, everybody. Right? Okay, <laughs> let's go. Thank you. Let's do some uh, some throw some songs. It took us five uh, years, <laughs> but we
2: finally peaked.
1: There it is. Um, okay, so they they go into the sewers, and this is just this. I, it's hard for me to actually say this is when the episode gets weird. <laughs> but metalhead loses his goddamn mind and starts asking billy for an autograph he, he I, gets it i think and and he got he's and, and billy actually compliments metalhead's guitar and so you're thinking like man this is a really positive experience but then immediately metalhead starts getting insanely jealous of billy and the billy's guitar and tries to like rub out billy and steal his he guitar. tries to rub one out you guys to rub one out on Billy, yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think I was pretty clear uh, in the way I was saying it. Yep. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm. I'll say this. Um, at first, I was like, "What? Jeez, oh, this is dumb. This is classic Deke, where you know they just like just make the character do a thing without any uh, motivation or whatever, just because it serves the plot or whatever." Uh, however, I cannot tell you. How many times uh, I have been eating dinner uh-huh. with chopsticks and okay. my two-year-old child who has a fork and cannot use chopsticks puts down that fork demands to have my chopsticks then takes my chopsticks has no idea what to do with them just starts batting them around like drumsticks. So I have to get another pair of chopsticks. He demands the chopsticks that I have. So I give him that second pair of chopsticks. He's now got two pairs of chopsticks that he can't do anything with. I try and take his fork so that I can finish eating my dinner. He then takes the fork and this all tracks. Okay,
2: This is a you problem. Metalhead. Because because I would say to a two-year-old, fuck no, you're not getting my chopsticks. Go fuck yourself.
1: Look, I mean, to be here, fair, that is a way a logical person would think about it. Here's <laughs> here's
0: the thing. Uh, I, 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 I I'm trying to make sure that I don't raise him to be me. Everything, <laughs> everything that happened in my childhood, I am doing the exact
2: opposite. No, and- now he, now he's going to be spoiled. Now he's going to think he can go up to strangers and demand their things and they're going to give them to him.
1: Oh no! You're training him to be that guy who, who uh, uh, talks to the women when they're wearing headphones. <laughs>
0: <sighs> I, there's a balance oh. to be struck here somewhere. I'm gonna see if I can find it. If I don't, <laughs> I apologize to all the women in the world.
2: I feel like the balance is is you give him the first set of chopsticks, and then that's it, and, and that's never, it. I think never, I think never that's again. Fair. That's a good. That's a good compromise.
0: I'll give it then, a try and see what happens. Then you the know second
2: what? time you say, fuck, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so getting back to the episode, um, this is great. <laughs> so G.I. Joey got three guys with their personal helicopters flying through the sewers to chase after him and they get stuck because, you know, the, the the door closes behind Cobra and they can't get it. So uh, they decided to employ the sonic weapons. Let's give them a test. The sonic weapons just like blow up the copters And then the GI Joes themselves are having a lot of trouble. They're grabbing their ears. We come back from commercial break and it turns out they've brought, they brought Sonic defense packs with them just in case a high powered Sonic weapon was about to attack them. Yep. What what writing? I love it, man! Like get him out of the situation, <laughs> Batman, nineteen sixty six style. Let's get him some anti bat shark repellent up in this bitch. I am here for this. It also made no sense whatsoever and uh, was was offensive. Um, but the cool part is that we're gonna get on a raft and then they're like shooting their weapons to make the raft go fast. And I'll tell you right now, as a teenager, I would have thought that was the coolest shit in the world. Uh. Real science, finally.
0: You know what? If this is the case, then that means every time they shoot that cannon, uh, normally they would have to have that same amount of recoil and uh, also what the what how is it thrusting like they're like steering
1: it start to do that too. (laughs)
0: like if you if you were on a raft and you had an AR-15 and you're like. No worry, guys. Don't need a paddle. I'll make this thing go faster. And then you just started shooting. (laughs) You would not go blasting off in the opposite direction.
2: Oh, I think you would. I think you would. It works in outer space. Thank you. And honestly, you're going to tell us right now there aren't people
1: out there bringing their AR-15s with them on boats and rafts and shooting to see if it will happen. I'm not Um, saying. I'm guaranteeing there was some live (laughs) testing done here.
0: Not saying that there are people that are not doing that. At this very moment, both at the moment that we're recording this, the moment that you people are listening to it, and any time you listen to this (laughs) subsequently, there is somebody on an AR-15 trying to make (laughs) it go fast. uh, Somebody on a raft with an AR-15 trying to make it go fast (laughs) using Newton's second law, and it's failing miserably.
2: I never saw that space movie with George Clooney and the lady who used to be married to the tattoo guy.
0: Solaris.
2: But... I'm pretty sure that the ending was that they weren't, they were floating away from space. And then George Clooney said, I have an AR 15. If I shoot it into space, it'll Mm -hmm. propel us back to the safety of a satellite. Again, I'm not familiar with the movie, but. Let me say this.
1: I Uh, saw that movie in theaters. That's exactly what happens in that movie. (laughs) Uh, Are you sure
0: you're not thinking of MST3K? It sounds (laughs) a little bit more. Guys, George Clooney for, would not sign out for that
1: for people who don't live in this country the wonderful United States of America who might be listening to this episode you, you might not be aware of the fact that we had to have a public service announcement telling us to not shoot our automatic weapons at hurricanes in order to slow them down so Ugh. none of this is implausible is what I'm trying to say yeah. so okay
0: boy I wish so that what, was a joke
1: It's not. That's a real. Nope. A real event. Yep. Um. GI Joe will return after these messages. This is the new GI Joe Havoc. Havoc. Nothing's too tough for Havoc. Nothing's too rough for Havoc. Look, Cobra Ferris after him. Yo, Joe. Cobra's got to face much more than Havoc when Havoc's on the go. Cause out of Havoc comes a big surprise that gives more firepower to
2: G.I. Joe! G.I.
1: Joe! Live the adventure
0: of G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Havoc comes with Driver. Other Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately. Yeah,
1: Joe. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay, so we are introduced to a new Cobra character called the Interrogator. Who I kind of like
0: another one of these characters. That I'm like, this person is good at their job.
1: Yeah. I am yeah, a yeah. fan. Uh-huh. I, I'm uh-huh. a fan of anyone competent in Cobra. <laughs> Any of them. Yeah. There are just so few and far between. Um, uh, but yeah, but he's getting the information. He, you know, he's the he's the one who told the lies to the scientists and Billy and got him on board. Although, to what Chan said earlier, I don't think Billy cares. <laughs> uh, I think he just wants to blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm and so uh they say okay billy actually wants to blow stuff up so hard he actually turns on the machine and starts wailing well before it's time to do so and they have to like dive to unplug it because you know it works on a standard three-pronged plug
0: oh also uh let's go back real quick because uh the best line of the episode is when cobra commander is complimenting the interrogator on the work he does
1: oh yes I, i went right by it please let's hear it a mere
0: trifle, Commander, compared to the job I did persuading you to give me a raise in pay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. Fun gag. Um, Chris Lotta. What? Afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, just good people. bit followed by good reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah, no, I totally blew right by that. That's, a, that's, that's maybe my favorite line to the entire thing. It was good. <laughs> because um, now immediately we know everything about this character right we know that he's a little sassy we know that he's uh he's uh, composed and we know he's really good at his job
0: yeah that is all of the best cobra uh, characters from the old sunbow era fucking yeah. baroness did yeah. her shit and was sassy yeah. destro was given cobra commander lip but also he brought the fire
1: yeah, Firefly, yeah. Storm Shadow, like they were all supremely confident, good at what they did and weren't mm-hmm. afraid to get a little shitty.
2: I mean, you know what? It's the it's the old rule of improv is that Sunbo was playing these characters at the top of their intelligence. Deke is playing them as buffoons. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep, and, and that's so, the difference.
2: And that and that's why and so anytime that there is someone who's not a buffoon, it's such a refreshing. <laughs> it's so nice breath of fresh air
1: (laughs) oh lord okay so uh gi joe does a kind of a cool plan i mean it's kind of weird they're looking for unusual audio frequencies all throughout the city uh they're flying above it and walking in the sewers and they find three like weird things they triangulate it to find the building it's the extensive enterprises building i was like this is reasonable
2: it's a little weird again i'm I'm sad i'm sad every time they say it it's like the one that got away, but yeah. your friends keep m- reminding you about him.
0: Oh, but we also get hey, to remember those really twins? Weird- those <laughs> twins you used to go around with? Oh Ooh, boy, what? Whatever happened there? Why did you just let him go?
1: <laughs> yeah, they were rich and they were gymnastics uh, experts. Like, what are you thinking?
2: And and also, I want to know: Are all there is all the shit that they decked their uh, buildings out with still there? All of their poles and yep, the where are the poles? they jumped on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, all their gymnastics poles. Uh, I will say that their GI Joe's plan was to try and find sonic anomalies and triangulate. And what they heard was rock music, and they're like, "Well, clearly that's it." As if there isn't <laughs> a doubt. Te- a hundred thousand people at that at, at any given time as they're searching that aren't listening to rock music on their radios or whatever wherever they live
1: yeah and the fact that gi joe was, was trying to find sound events and they almost got hit by a subway train <laughs> was also a little
0: weird it's a weird choice oh right we are on subway tracks yeah. and i'm hearing a loud subway like noise coming towards me what what is that could that be a? is that a sonic event are we did we find cobra
1: no we're just splattered on the front of the subway car
0: occam's razors gentlemen
1: oh boy yeah um now we get to a really weird part metalhead steals billy's guitar and like runs away and he's trying to get him stuck on a on a ladder like climbing on the roof of the building yeah and 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 i just like why why do we need this this is not this is not entertaining this is not necessary this is not good
0: again we could
1: have we could have had more we could have had more interrogators what i'm trying to say (laughs) right now
0: no no there are definitely better things we could have seen i feel like this is part of deke's thing where we're appealing to uh five-year-olds and i could see a five-year-old doing that and being like yeah i identify with you metalhead You are thinking exactly what you are doing, exactly what I would be doing in that situation. If I met my uh, my musical idol, who's uh, kind of a Lemmy type, I would steal his instrument. I would get on my my copter backpack and I would fly away. And when he came for me, I would send a missile down to destroy that ladder underneath him. So he is stuck and I get to play with the guitar and mock him the whole time.
1: That's the thing. What's the end game here? It's like, okay, he 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 uh, compromises or kills Billy, steals the guitar, and then shows back up at the Cobra base in Extensive Enterprises, and Cobra Commander's like, well, guess you need to do the shredding now. We went through all the trouble to kidnap this guy, but uh, nope, we actually had you here the whole time. Like, If he was capable of doing it, he would already be doing it. He's an internal hire, for God's sakes.
0: It would actually be interesting to me to see a version of this where Uh, Metalhead has exactly the same impulse control problems, but was also really good at what he did so that uh, Cobra Commander was forced to keep him around because like, you know, every time he let off his missiles or whatever, he, you know, like murdered dozens of GI Joes, but also just couldn't control himself and kept screwing up plans because he just he wanted the shiny thing.
1: Isn't that kind of what the dreadnoughts were? Like at the end of the day, they were always being put in, in in charge of things they clearly could not do. But if you like sent them out on certain missions, they would accomplish it really well. They would take over towns for you.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm missing. He should just be a dreadnought, and like yeah, and and be a dreadnought.
1: It's fine. So he uh, he ends, Billy ends up having to like jump. He grabs his guitar uh, and he like jumps. And Major Blood has to save him with a glider. And then just another weird segment where he's he's gliding towards the zoo, which is apparently right next to the Extensive Enterprises building. I'm still unclear on the geography here. And Road Pig won't open the window for him. Like, you're all on the same team. What is happening right now? So uh, Major Blood blows out the window. And again, Major Blood, super competent in this episode. I missed him.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I would say underrated Cobra figure, him and Scrap Iron, maybe the two that people forget about. Um, as far as like cobra old school leaders go but man blood's getting it done in this episode so uh road pig is laughing at him as well as his what's the number two guy in tiger king uh range viper range viper okay uh, what's his name in tiger king though? oh oh uh it's uh uh what
0: uh dylan creepy dan no is it creepy D- dan? dylan was the pretty one travis was the uh uh travis, the messed okay. out kid
1: so we've got Tiger King and Travis, and they're laughing. And he's like, "Don't step on the panther's tail or something." And then there's this panther that's like twenty feet long and like ten feet tall. It's huge. Also, yeah, yeah, But like,
0: they're like, "Don't step on the on the panther's tail," uh which would make sense if the panther's tail were you know like uh looked just like the grass and was you know <laughs> like uh, like. Twenty square feet across and flat, and so you know. But like, if there's a tail in your way, you're not going to step on it. Uh, you're not going to step on it accidentally.
1: Not uh, even the, a little bit. Not. You're not going to miss something that big. Yeah. Now, does, that him, does that make Road Pig like the all. Panther King?
0: What? Road Pig the Panther
1: King? <laughs> Which one? Me making the Panther King joke or the? uh <laughs> or the bit itself uh, Maybe i both. don't that's fine i don't
0: even remember <laughs> um, anymore
1: okay we get back to one of my favorite things cobra commander on all the tvs in a pawn shop window i need this every episode quite frankly in fact every tv show ever made should have a supervillain take over all the tvs in a pawn shop window yeah nothing really to add to that it's just my desire uh <laughs> 10 he wants 10 billion dollars or he's gonna level new york at which point they t- tell Billy, go ahead and play in the machine. And the Extensive Enterprises building is all these little satellite dishes that are pointed towards uh I don't want to say the Twin Towers, <laughs> but pointed towards some large New York building.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was it was like a building that was under construction. Because I thought about it when they were uh when they're like pointed at the target. I was like, Are they gonna choose like an actual like building or something like that? And then I saw it was like, it was under construction, so like, oh right. So if they blow it up, then there's nobody thinking. Oh, like, there's no. Wait a minute. That's yeah. th- that's my building or whatever.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So then the building starts crumbling, and the music gets all swelled, and the episode is over. To which Gina said, "Yep, <laughs> yep. yep, yep. Okay, good ending. Good ending, guys. Uh, give, uh, give it up.
2: Yeah. Give it up. I, you know what? I rewound it because I thought <laughs> I zoned. I thought I zoned out and missed the ending." <laughs> And then I, and then uh, like I had the presence of mind to rewind it because I knew something was wrong. But then I just said shrug, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's that's it. That's the end of the episode right there. Uh, so, um, guys, how was your feeling? How would you guys feel about this? Now, rock and roll was there. And he's always there the whole time, but he's not a factor and it still throws me off.
2: Yeah. I don't like that part. And I don't like that. They're uh, making reference to Tomax and Zaymot, but we don't actually see them, which makes me think that they're dead in this timeline.
1: So, and this actually leads me to my next question. Gina, you could start it off here. What are you hoping to see in part two of uh long live rock and roll?
2: I am. I am a hundred percent serious. I want someone to bust through a false wall and, Tomax and Zaymot have been living there for about two and a half years. Okay. Off of uh uh survivalist canned foods. Uh Cobra Commander was supposed to tell them when the danger of Serpentor's reign had had passed, but he forgot. Okay.
1: I like that. Well, you know, he was also turned into a snake for a while, so
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's fair. Yeah.
1: Chan, what do you want to see in uh, part 2 of I mean, this?
0: obviously I want to see Tomax and Zaymot. Uh more I just want to see uh, more of an interrogator. I want to see more uh characters just <laughs> being good at what they do. Like even the Joes are just friggin' terrible. They
1: they're so dumb. They only the accidentally
0: yeah. get things right. So it's just like um competence <laughs> That's and and maybe that's also a little bit of the world that we live in that like all I fucking ask is that somebody be good at their job.
1: <laughs> we're watching these people who are nominally supposed to be good at their job. Yeah. Specialists. They're all supposed to be Man, specialists seriously. and like world leaders. And yeah, yeah I li- I liked it spot. when they
2: were smart.
1: Yeah. Uh, ask me. I, I have to I'll just echo what you guys are saying. Tomax is same. I would be great. Um, I would love to see more. I want to see more Interrogator. I want to see what this guy's all about. But the thing I think I want to see most of all is I want to see all the animals in Road Pig's uh, Underground Zoo uh, escape uh-huh. and and join uh, um, and and join the wild. Go live in Central Park. Twenty
0: uh, oh, foot the, the wild. Park. <laughs> That's what.
1: The wilds. Well, New York's as wild as you're going to get. You know, they're not going to make it all the way to. So they're
0: just going to go and like. Join the rave culture. Just be an alligator with the uh, uh, yeah.
1: CBGBs it, is still around, right? Uh, or uh, what's sure. the name of place?
0: Classic rave spot, CBGBs, where the Talking Heads played.
1: Doc, I think. Yeah, they'll go to, go to the Greenwich Village. Hold on, I
0: mean, yeah, hold on. Gina's sure having cat problems. Yeah. I need to know what's happening.
1: <laughs> oh, Gina!
2: I she just scared the sh- shit out of me. <laughs> oh god this house is terrifying (laughs) it's scary and it doesn't help that i don't have curtains up and i have no blinds and it's dark outside and monsters are looking at me and she just knocked over a pop figure and i didn't realize she was on the counter in the kitchen (laughs) and i thought it was someone coming through the kitchen door
0: Uh, uh, because
2: I have my headphones in and everything is sort of muffled, and I thought someone had just broken down my <laughs> kitchen door to murder me because they saw me sitting on my couch with no blinds.
0: Has uh Mira Gina well, started one. scraping at her decal that you covered the uh <laughs> the bears in your bedroom with yet?
2: No, I hate you. Just I remember if you, you hear a
0: scratching, she's she's waiting. <laughs> she's she's coming for you.
2: I hate you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hanging curtains is a pain in the ass,
1: Ray. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I made Melissa do it. Okay, guys, it's time for the theme thing. It's round three
0: of the theme song throw down. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two amazing combatants this week. It's Silverhawks versus SWAT cats. Oh, boy. I- I don't really uh, I never watched either of these cartoons. Uh, the, the very idea of SWAT cats uh, fills me with an inchoate rage. So but uh, I mean, maybe the song is awesome.
1: I don't can know. I, can I talk I for a little bit about uh, these shows? Um, I don't know either of these shows.
2: I'm going to be honest.
1: Now, SWAT Cats, I've heard of, but I'm not particularly familiar with. So I have to. But Silverhawks, I watched a ton of because it was from the same studio that made Thundercats. And it was right. the space version of Thundercats. Right. And Which is all part of oh, why I didn't watch it.
2: I do know. Yeah. I, okay. I know that show. I don't think I remember anything about it. can't help but feel like we
1: did an episode of Silverhawks yeah, for this I, show.
2: I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's hear it. Silverhawks first. Silver hearts, partly metal, partly real,
2: silver hearts, soaring through the highway of the heavens in their light. silver hearts were rainbow Uh,
1: that was as epic as I remembered it being. Uh, that is an excellent 1980s hairband theme song. Guys, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I I was into it. It, it kind of reminded me of the theme so- of the song "Fame." Uh, okay, yep. yep. I don't I don't know why, and and yeah, it gets extra anything with a sweet, sick guitar riff. Uh,
0: um you guys didn't get to see the video of it i mean obviously you can just look it up uh uh just get it on youtube and if you're listening like yeah go look at watch it on youtube uh when the guitar solo goes off apparently one of the characters has a guitar and he's like wow like shredding oh yeah that's Uh, the guy
1: with the the cowboy hat
0: yeah yeah yeah. bluegrass i remember this i remember this show okay um i thought this would suck and it kind of doesn't um I had one quibble with the lyric partly metal partly real. Like metal's real, metal's real people. <laughs> I,
2: I had that same note. Yep. yep.
0: Uh, yeah. But then yeah like yeah.
2: you um, know they say, the- to say or they wanted to say organic or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> partly part- metal, part- partly squishy human
1: parts.
2: <laughs> Silver. You know,
1: it does one thing in this song that most TV cartoon theme songs don't take the time to do. They put a key change. In the song, which, considering that it's, what is it, like uh, 30 seconds, not even a minute, you don't often get a key change <laughs> in your I theme will, songs. I'm I to say this.
0: Uh, it is a minute 20 seconds. which yeah, wrong. it felt In long. my mind, 30 seconds is the correct amount of time. A minute, if you've got a real shredder, I'll allow that. Over that, you're padding. Your, your, your show is too short and you're padding out with a, a extra long intro. So I don't like that. But also, I mean, the song, like even like the rainbow in the night, I'm like, oh, man, they some somebody's in a uh, Dio, uh,
1: whoever yeah. made this
0: song, uh-huh, like is uh-huh. all about the Ronnie James life
1: into it and here's my uh we just learned something about a couple things one uh this cartoon's uh expectations of quality uh low because they made and my ability to tell time while listening to a tv theme song also very low, <laughs> you very, were, very yeah. low. you're
0: yeah you're not low. even was, close man i was
1: into it i was into it that's how into it i was <laughs>
0: uh yeah yeah that was that was pretty dope it's gonna be hard to uh next up we have uh swat cats
1: That was pretty solid. Okay, I, uh,
2: I, I it was it was good. I kept waiting for lyrics.
1: Thank you. No, no this, lyrics is a problem for me.
0: This is '90s WB, so like you definitely got the the radical extreme uh, sort of guitars, uh, but you also like you're in the era of Batman the Animated Series. Oh which, yeah, uh, you know yeah, is just pure music and uh, like spoiler uh BTAS is in this tournament and there's a solid chance we're gonna see that in the finals because that is hardcore uh, and it's no words at all. This one though needed words.
2: Yeah like, I was, I was watching words. the
0: animation and it it was fine. There's like some cats and they're flying planes and like there's some bad guys but like
1: you know, here's what I'd say about this. I think that the SWAT cats is a better riff, a better guitar riff than Silverhawks. Uh no lyrics is a problem. And uh, but it does have a better length. Near I could tell based on my inability to tell time, it felt a lot <laughs> shorter and more appropriately timed if it we're is going to have It's just a minute. Yeah, if we're going to have uh, uh shouldn't we be rewarding uh theme songs that do not pad? Um but here, that's a plus or my, a minus, I don't know.
2: here's my problem. Like uh, you know, you take something like X-Men and you immediately go I don't know if I could mouth recreate that song
0: no uh like i can still go uh um partly metal partly real silver hawks uh it helps to have that sort of refrain uh uh-huh. to remember the uh the hook and i got no i, I can't hang on to anything from swat cats.
2: right yeah that's the, yeah like i it's immediately gone from my memory and i am not I can't remember it right now. So, so musically,
1: the SWAT cats theme song is a lot like rent. Wow. Uh, how
2: long you been waiting to get that sick burn <laughs> on rent Ray?
1: my entire life? <laughs> um, Take that yeah. rent. <laughs> Just know that if
0: you come for Hamilton, there's going to be blood. Blood will be spilled. I will challenge you to a duel.
1: Look, um, we're watching Hamilton this weekend, um, and I have a lot of historically accurate things that I'm hoping that it will provide for me, <laughs> so I'm really excited about.
0: Oh, oh boy. yeah, you're, you're in a world of pain, Smokey.
2: <laughs> so guys, uh, let's go ahead and do the vote.
0: Yeah, is this unanimous?
2: I think it's unanimous. Like you
0: Silverhawks pick? by a country, uh, by a, no, by a parsec.
1: No, I'm going to say right now. Silverhawks
0: I'm- by a country parsec.
1: I'm going Silverhawks, but it's pretty close. This is like a five-four decision in my mind. If we're going huh. Supreme Court numbers, um, okay. I thought I thought Swatcats did a lot of things right, um, yeah. but at the end of the day, and maybe this is just the fact because I was such a fan of the show uh, when I was a kid, I uh, got to go with Silverhawks. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, knowing neither of them, this is a this is a seven-two uh, decision for me, uh, su- Supreme okay. Court decision for me. Like we have the entire liberal arm and. Uh, Neil Gorsuch is like, yeah, obviously friggin' Silverhawks. Come on,
1: what are we saying here? Precedent and all. But you're still not getting Clarence Thomas.
0: Oh, that dude. He's just wandering around like shoving his balls on the coke cans.
1: <laughs> Gina, uh, to to round this out officially. Uh Silverhawk. There it is. So Silverhawks Silver is the winner.
0: It moves on, yeah
1: and that's our show everybody we did a theme song challenge we talked about part one long live rock and roll and we had a few laughs along the way allegedly ray (laughs) am i right? have you absolutely forgotten
0: everything that we have done in the past hour this very much sounds like you had a gina moment and forgot everything that we did just knew that we were at the end of a recording and so just like you have a generic oh okay well we've did some things now let's give our uh twitter handles and go
1: so you can check us out on facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast you can get a uh, uh, bonus info about the theme song contest uh, patrons actually got to put a bunch of the titles in there which is very very exciting and there's like four or five hundred some odd episodes in there as well that you can check out patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast otherwise you can check us out on twitter uh, at GI Joe podcast is the is the main Twitter feed for the show, as well as at Prez Serpentor the Z. Serpentor is still president of the United States. He he survived the impeachment. Uh, we don't know if he's going to survive re-election, but we will be finding out in a few months' time. Oh How exciting God. is this alternate 2020 reality? Oh Otherwise, individually, God.
2: I am at Almighty
0: I'm Ray at 999 RPMs.
2: I'm at Gina Ippy.
1: And that's our show. Tune in next week, two weeks from now. I don't know when we're going to do it, but part two of Long Live Rock and Roll. Until then. Did this
0: episode just become like memento? Is like everybody's memory <laughs> disappearing and we're like doing this backwards?
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, something happened during this episode where I forgot the episode. I think
1: this is like a Benjamin Button situation <laughs> and we're all an hour I think younger. Mary Gina stole your thoughts.
2: No, I I don't know
0: what happened to Ray. I assume he was just being Ray.
2: (laughs) Good night,
1: everybody.
0: Gripping the whole tight. Go, go. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. Go. You got to
1: keep the target straight ahead on your go, side. Go. Got to get up. get get